You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Appreciate you joining me. It is Wednesday, uh, April 28th. And thanks for um, tuning in. Uh, whether you're doing it in the morning, afternoon, wherever it is that you listen to Locked on Horn Frogs, I appreciate it. I wanted to start today with some news about the transfer portal or a player in the transfer portal. I generally do not delve into the world of recruiting too much. Um, I leave that to the guys that do that really well. I would recommend uh, 247 Sports and Jeremy Clark and, and Billy Wessels, uh, those those men, as they cover that beat really well and they have it cornered, they have – good inside information, um, and I try my best not to, you know, share that here. I, I let them do their reporting. But I've seen some smoke about this particular player um, on Twitter the last few days, so I just want to bring it to your attention. Shadrick Banks, um, or Shadrack Banks, he is a wide receiver who played at North Shore, and if you know TCU football, you know who else played at North Shore was – Zach Evans, um, also Kean Stewart, the, one of the corners there. Zach Evans, of course, the guy that we presume is going to be the starting running back going into the season. And Shadrach, great name, biblical name. Um, there have been a ton of me shacking have been to go jokes on Twitter. So if, if you think you're the first one to think of that, you're not. I'm sure he's heard that one before. But he was uh, the District 21 6A MVP last season at North Shore. He's a class 2021 guy. He's an early enrollee there at Texas A&M. And he went through spring ball, and I, I don't know the reasons why. I'm not sure if he just found himself buried in the depth chart. If after, you know, a couple of weeks he said, ah, I, I'm not feeling this, this is not my place, didn't vibe with the coaching staff, whatever the case may be, he's in the portal. So he's moving on. He's looking for a new home. When this news came down, Jeremy Clark put on Twitter that TCU – uh, was one of the schools that offered him last recruiting cycle. I saw R.J. Young from Fox Sports. Uh, he commented on it today. He basically said that, you know, if I was Gary Patterson, I would be talking to this young man immediately because of those North Shore connections that I mentioned. And then uh, Keon Stewart, the corner for TCU, he has been tweeting about Shadrach um, the last few days. He said, because uh, there's there's been some talk about him. I don't know if it's just Aggie fans that were uh, were upset that he was leaving or what, but there was some talk, I guess, about just him in general. You know how college sports is. Uh, grown men get wound up about things, and they start talking about you know teenagers, which is a, a very very sad state of affairs. But we know that that's something that happens, and. Um, Actually, before that today, there was an account yesterday that just said, uh, just tag Kean in this post that Chatterack was on the transfer portal, and Kean said, I don't miss. Told you I don't miss. Target. So he, he was aware that Chatterack's in the portal. I'm sure that they're communicating. And then, you know, he, he's a North Shore guy. He followed that up today and said, why y'all talking down about Shad? He's not worried about nothing y'all say, to be honest. So him and uh, Shadrack talk, obviously. They're, they're you know connected. They have that connection from their time at North Shore together. And I would assume he's got a pretty good relationship with Zach Evans as well. So I would think this is a guy that the TCU coaching staff would at least reach out to. 
um, see what the interest is. Now, the thing about the transfer portal, too, and this is something that R.J. Young mentioned today, is he can always go back. And I, I don't know, like, what A&M's level of interest is at this point. I'm not sure if he's on the portal and they're just like, okay, great, see ya. Or if this is the type of player that they would like to hang on to. But he was a four-star recruit coming out of uh, North Shore, which is a great, great high school program in Houston. Um, he's a big kid. I mean, he's listed at six one two thirty, but I've seen some people saying that he's put on some weight, I guess just already being, you know, in a college program. Um, so he played receiver in high school, but there's some potential position flex there with his size and his ability. Another big physical wide receiver, though, that has good speed and was a big play machine in high school, I will um, take that any day of the week. I will gladly take that. So it's something to watch. I, I don't know how likely it is, but he has ties to some guys on the team. Um, he was offered by TCU in the last recruiting cycle, so he was someone that they were interested in. And if it's a good fit, then you add him to a wide receiving core, provided that he stays at wide receiver with Quentin Johnson and Tay Barber and J.D. Spielman and Savion Williams, uh, Marcel Brooks, who apparently is sitting neither second or third on the depth chart right now, one of those outside receiver positions. And it's just another weapon that you can use. This offense is really stacked well with guys on the outside that can make plays. Um, now it's it's still about the offensive line protecting Max and Max making those reads, making those throws um, to, for this to all come together. But as far as talent at the skill position, they're set up really, really well. And Shadrack Banks would be another great addition if he does end up there. So he's in the portal. He can still go back to A&M. I'm also sure, you know, he, he got a ton of offers in that recruiting cycle. So, I would imagine that this is not the only school that he'd be connected with. Um, it's just there. there's some smoke there and looking on Twitter and trying to read between the lines and parse out the tea leaves, it seems like, at least on TCU's side, there's some interest, and we'll see if his interest is mutual. But um, I am all for a pipeline of, of North Shore kids to TCU. I, I don't know how likely that is. TCU had a nice run of players from Newton. Um, a couple guys that will be instrumental in, in in this season, and Darwin Barlow and Josh Foster. Um, so if you can set up a similar type of, uh, hey, if you go to North Shore and play ball and you want to come to Fort Worth and play at TCU, then by all means do that because they are one of the top uh, programs in, in the state of Texas in a state uh, in that 6A division that is just loaded with talent. When we come back, I want to discuss uh, TCU baseball got a victory today. And Coach Jim Sloshnagel hit another big milestone. But first, I'll tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar out there on the market. They are. I have some Built Bars in my pantry right now. I love them. I love eating them for breakfast. As I'm trying, I'm trying to get healthy. Uh, you know, we got a baby on the way in a couple months, um, and I'm trying to get healthy before this kid gets here because I know that once the baby's born, I'm probably not going to be working out for a while. It's probably going to be tough to 
um, eat right and stay active and stay healthy. So trying to, to cut some pounds right now, and Built Bar is a good option because it's only 180 calories. And the best part is it's it's good for you and it tastes good. And that's a rare combination. My favorite flavor is coconut brownie chunk, and actually that's only available for a limited time. So I suggest you go to BuiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, and the promo code is LOCKEDON15. Try Built Bar. I promise you won't regret it. Built Bar, the most delicious protein bar on the market. Locked on Horn Frog segment number two coming your way on this Wednesday. And uh, today, TCU Baseball, they took on UT Arlington on the road in Arlington as they start a road trip. They're headed to Morgantown this weekend for a three-game set and pretty pivotal three-game set. And West Virginia has not been swept all season long. And I don't know what Texas does against Texas Tech. But the Longhorns have been super consistent. They haven't lost a series all year. So um, to give yourself a chance to, you know, maintain that Big 12 lead or take control of the Big 12 conference in that Texas series, you need to win at least a couple games against the ears. But hopefully you'd be able to sweep them and uh, give yourself the opportunity to maybe have a, you know, a one-game advantage going into that series against the Longhorns. But that is down the road. Let's talk about what happened tonight or yesterday in your case, because I guess you're listening to this on Wednesday, even though I'm recording it on a Tuesday. Um, Luke Savage, he made another start. This is his second straight Tuesday night start. He made his debut last week, and it's against the same team. So similar lineup that saw him um, a week ago, and he moved to 2-0 on the season. He threw four innings, allowed two runs, one earned on three hits, didn't walk anybody, and struck out three. And he is sort of emerged – as the guy on uh, on Tuesday nights for the time being, which is really cool because, um, you know, for one, they, they've struggled finding some reliability there. So it's helpful in that regard. I think it also gives you some more flexibility in your bullpen. Marcelo Perez pitched a little bit today, and I think that was, one, because, you know, Luke only got through four innings. Also just because Marcelo didn't pitch um, over the weekend when the Frogs were taking on. Uh, Kansas, but Savage gives you some more flexibility there because, um, yeah, maybe you don't have to use Perez as much during the week. And then uh, Jacob Metter and Riley Cornelio, they both came out of the pen last weekend against Kansas in some uh, low-pressure situations. But having those guys available when they're not pitching on Tuesdays, having those guys available on Friday, Saturday, Sunday is really good. Because if you can use one of those younger arms, if you can use Jacob O'Reilly over the weekend in some of those low-pressure situations out of the pen, then it saves you from having to use an inning of Halen Green or you know having to go to Chuck King on a, de- on a Friday and then having to turn around and maybe come back to him again on Saturday and Sunday. And they were able to keep Halen Green fresh until Sunday in that Kansas series. Now, unfortunately for TCU, they left about a million people on base in that uh, finale on Sunday against KU, so they couldn't win that game, or they didn't win that game. But Green still pitched a couple innings and kept a minute, gave them a chance to rally late even though they didn't do it, and that was huge for uh, for the TCU Horn Frogs. The other thing that happened tonight, and it's becoming a trend, is that Phillip Sykes went yard. <laughs> he went yard again. It was a three-run home run in the uh, top of the second inning. UTA took an early one nothing lead. And the Frogs were able to get a couple guys on, and then uh, Phillip put it in the seats and, and scored all three of them. And Sykes has just become 
an RBI and power machine. I did not go into the season think that he was going to be that dude. I didn't even really have him penciled in in the lineup as an everyday player when the year started. Um, but he's been um, he's been incredible. I mean, he's been this team's most consistent player. Uh, you know, when me and Eric Hughes were running down awards, I ended up going with Halen Green for MVP, but Phillip Sykes was the other guy I thought of because his his insertion into the lineup just immediately gave this team new energy. And the fact that they can hit him in that four or five hole or they can drop him down to like seventh in the order – um, and he still finds a way to rake no matter where he is, is huge because it allows them to have a deep lineup from top to bottom, which is pretty rare in this sport. It's rare that your, you know, seven, eight, and nine hitters can come through and drive in runs and have pop in their bat like this team does. But Sykes does that for them with his ability to continue to drive the ball. Um, TCU from there consistently just scored runs. They end up winning the game eight to three. Uh, Gene Wolf had an RB. Uh, Gene Wolf had a uh, or Hunter Wolf had two RBIs. Excuse me, Hunter Wolf had two RBIs. Uh, Zach Humphries had an RBI. Gene Wood had an RBI. It was a good day all around. Again, playing clean baseball, and, and TCU's handled their business in these Tuesday night games. Um, aside from just blowing a tire in San Marcos against Texas State, they've taken care of you know these situations, and I'm pretty sure that's the only Tuesday night game they've lost all year long. So they, they're excelling in these spots, which is good. You have to have that consistency if you're going to be the number five team in the country. This win also gave uh, Coach Jim Sloshnagel 800 career wins. And if you're confused by that, if you're wondering, wait, didn't we just celebrate 700 career victories for Coach? Um, so that was 700 victories at TCU. And with a win tonight, he has 723 career victories at TCU. But overall, he was at UNLV before he got to Fort Worth. Overall, he has 800 wins, and um, Slosh is incredible. I mean, his consistency has been nothing short of amazing. Even though, you know, the, that COVID-shortened year, I think that team makes the postseason. Uh, the, the couple of years prior to that, they snuck in the postseason two years ago. Um, three years ago, they inexplicably missed the NCAA tournament, had a chance to win the Big 12 tournament, and, and just couldn't close it out. And because they didn't have a super strong resume in the regular season, they were on the outside looking in. But, I mean, Jim has done a great job, and he's reinvented himself. Those teams early uh, in, in those College World Series runs um, or the consecutive College World Series runs, those first couple teams were all about pitching and defense and small ball. And they still have really good pitching, but they've turned into a team that can mash and that can manufacture runs. And that's going to be super aggressive on the bases, that works counts, that has – a good approach at the plate. So congratulations to Coach. Uh, he's done an outstanding job all year long, uh, all, all career long, but his tenure at TCU is nothing short of incredible, and he gets to 800 career wins, which is a heck of a milestone. Um, it shows longevity, it shows consistency, and just the ability to, to get dubs on a night-in and night-out basis. So TCU, they get that Tuesday night victory, now they get a – a couple of days off before traveling to Morgantown and taking on West Virginia in a three-game set. And, of course, that Texas series looms large about a week and a half from now. Let's talk about betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. Betonline.ag, Lee Sterling for Paramount Sports, runs the site, and he covers everything. MLB, 
NBA, the NHL, UFC fights, boxing. He has everything you need to know. Prop bets, that's not a problem for betonline.ag. They'll tell you what you need to bet, how you need to bet, how to make some money. Um, you can use the promo code Locked On and get a 20% sign-up bonus. So if you're not super comfortable delving into the world of gambling, then why don't you use some of that money that you get in the sign-up bonus and just see where it goes. Uh, NBA playoffs are coming up. MLB is in full swing. The NHL, they're barreling towards the postseason as well. BetOnline.ag. Go there today. Use Lee Sterling. Get his advice. BetOnline.ag. Try it. Make some money. Use that promo code Locked on to get a 20% sign-up bonus and do it today. Before we sign off today, I did want to give a shout-out to TCU Soccer. Uh, the ladies, they are in the bubble in North Carolina. They left today. They got a great send-off from the Horn Frog faithful. They are the number four overall national seed. If you haven't been following this team all year long, uh, they're a fun group to watch. They won the Big 12 in the fall. The Big 12 had a fall season. TCU won that. They defeated West Virginia in the final game of that fall season to win a Big 12 Conference Championship. And then they played some exhibition games in the spring because soccer is a fall sport. But the NCAA moved soccer and volleyball and some other championships to the spring because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is the NCAA tournament. This is where it starts. It's been a long year-long process to get to this point, but I know they're just excited to get some postseason play. So they're going to play Navy. Um, Navy actually, or excuse me, no, 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 they're going to play New Mexico. New Mexico defeated Navy uh, on Tuesday night um, by, uh, well, they won in penalty kicks. It was tied at one after uh, regulation and overtime, and New Mexico got the victory in penalty kicks over Navy to advance to take on TCU. Uh, this New Mexico team is 10-1-1 on the season. Their only loss was to Utah State. Um, their conference uh, didn't play a whole lot of games. They beat San Diego State to win the Mountain West. So they're taking on TCU on Friday, and that's going to be a uh, 5 o'clock kickoff, 5 o'clock kickoff. I'll, I'll try to get all the information for you as far as, you know, how to watch that, how to listen to that moving forward. But TCU soccer, best of luck. Coach Eric Bell, he's a good dude. Got to know him a little bit when I was a student there. And I'm excited for him and, and those ladies as they try to go win a national title. As I said, number four overall national seed. So good chance, and it starts with a match against New Mexico on Friday afternoon. We'll be back with some more TCU football talk um, on the Locked On Horn Frogs tomorrow. Also, Traylon Merrick, it's going to be draft day, so we'll get you ready for that. This has been Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.